Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are with Coldwell Banker Seabert Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. And that was a great refresher from Terry. It's United Way Week. And it is. We're um, doing some financial money drives with our office shenanigans to support mm-hmm. that. Yes. So what else is going on in real estate? Well, a lot of fun things have been going on. So if we kind of take a look at the market here really quick. We are looking at 46 homes to go take a look at in all price ranges. Okay. So these are homes that are on the market available. They don't have any offers. Zero offers. Nothing's pending. We can go look at them. We can go see them. We can write an offer on them. And it's Wisconsin Rapids and our surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we always like to do the under $100,000 and we are looking at 13 homes under $100,000. Okay. That's pretty good. It is. What What's it kind of broken down into price? Um, we are starting, I got to click on this one because I'm not sure what's going on with it. I think this is a lease. So sometimes we do have rental opportunities or leases pop up. Um, they're few and far between. Usually the rental market stays to kind of secondary advertising outside of the MLS. But every once in a while we get a. Yeah. So we've got one lease in there. So, okay. um, so really it's 12 homes. Because I'm going to take out that that lease that's in there, um, but we're starting off at sixty four thousand dollars, so we are looking pretty good there. And again, we go all the way up to ninety seven thousand, and everything else in between. Is there a, a grouping or a cluster, or like there's five homes and? In- it's like yeah, it's just like a kind of speckled in each okay. price range. So you know, two or three in each price range. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's looking looking pretty good. So. If- Y'all are looking for something under $100,000 that's usually in the, um, what people consider certainly affordable price range, mm-hmm. especially now with interest rates still being as low as they are. Right. So yeah, I mean, good things, good things are going on there. What about above $100,000? See here. So I'm going to go with one thirty-five. So 100 to 135 Okay. We're looking at 11 All right. Still not too bad. Still not too bad. So again, we're beginning, beginning price here is going to be 103 nine, so 104. So again, that, that little bit of that gap range between that uh, 97 to 103. So there's a little bit of a gap in there, but we're going all the way up to uh, 135. And I know there are some very awesome listings in that group as well. There is some very fantastic listings in that, that group. Okay, so there are listings. So we like to... We like our listings. We we think listings from our office are pretty, cool. pretty darn swell. Yeah. So we got 2nd Avenue. So again, uh, the address is 990 2nd Avenue South. So like we had kind of talked about last week, it's going to be on that corner between the Expressway Bridge and 2nd Avenue. So it'll be kind of kitty corner, but really great home. It was got a lot of remodeling that has been done to it. But as you come in, like we talked about before, you walk into the kitchen from that side door and... Very nice, large, spacious kitchen. And it's got hardwood floors throughout the main level. So in that main floor bedroom, we've got some hardwood floors. And it's also got that main floor laundry, which is really great to have in a home with young kids. I think with young kids, but I think also for, you know, us older people. For anybody, really. Yeah. And it's terribly convenient. It is. Um, And I, we were just in there today. Today happens to be Wednesday because these shows are pre-recorded. Um, our office tour poked around and I, I stood and looked at the configuration where the main floor bedroom and one of the main floor baths were. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I, I recognized it would be so very easy to install a little bit of a wall extension and that could be an entire master suite. Oh, very true. And now looking at one of the pictures, I believe it's picture eight out of the 30 that we have on there of this house. I can I can see how you can come up with that. That'd be really, really nice, really swell. So there's opportunity even at this price range that was at 117000 Correct. Okay. So what's another one that we have? Oh, let's see here. So the next one, I got to click on the buttons. So we've got Third Street South. 
So 2810 Third Street South. So again, another great opportunity here. It's a two-story home. Got We call it a four-stall garage because it is so deep. So you could put two cars in there or just a regular two-car and you have lots of space or no cars and just have lots of space. Right. Could be good for storage or a workshop. Yeah. And, and again, you come into a nice big mudroom off, of uh, off of a deck. So plenty of opportunity in this house for a family, for new family. I believe that has a main floor bedroom and bath as well. Correct. Um, this has got the bonus room upstairs. Right. It's got the other bedrooms upstairs. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is another one. There's an opportunity to um, extend or install a doorway and have that as a master suite on the main floor because your other rooms are upstairs. Right. And again, we were looking at this as far as acreage. That's a big lot. It's a big lot. It's point. <clears throat> Four one, so it's kind of two city lots put together. Okay, which is really great. So definitely, he's got the yard space for more things. You can put a fire pit out there and just kind of enjoy life. Especially, I mean, we are very keen on the outdoor living spaces. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it brings a, a whole lot of value to you know your just living experience overall because being stuck inside of the box of the house can really weigh mentally on someone. And I think during COVID, that was our hardest part to get over is being in in the home. Right. You know, not saying that our home was super small, but it was the same thing. But being able to be outside and have an outdoor space that we can go to and go use and be able to hear the birds and and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. It's there's something about being outside that is just kind of more relaxing. Yep. And and our listing over on third has that nice deck right off the uh, the back of the house. So it's really convenient to use if you just want to do that and sit outside. Cup of coffee, some mm-hmm. tea in the morning. I mean, just really nice and relaxing over there. Yep. And then the big backyard behind it. So definitely check out those pictures. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last one kind of in that under 135 is going to be the house over on Delwood Lane. Right. I even said it correct today. So 152 Delwood Lane. Good job. All right. And that's in Nakusa. It is in Nakusa. So again, we've got another large yard. So 0.33 of an acre. So a third of an acre, basically. And a two-stall detached garage. It's really great. I really like this house. It's, I'm not sure if it's because of the archways, because I'm a big fan of the archways. Yeah, the, the entryway has um, a very well-done, how should I say it, kind of ski lodge feel with the uh, horse. It's a little more rustic. Rustic, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, I'm thinking Alpine Ski Lodge. Okay. A little bit. With, I was with thinking more Western, something we'd see like in Montana or something with the, because it's got the wood. Uh-huh. It's got the tongue and groove wood. So it's not paneling. It's tongue and groove wood. Right. With the arches, but in the arches, they've got the brick to exactly. kind of finish it off, which looks really cool. I was thinking Montana when I was walking there. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of Montana. But I really like that. That was very nice. And then uh, you can walk into sort of a, a central parlor area where they've got the stairs going up to the second floor, mm-hmm. uh, four bedrooms upstairs, and a full bath. There's also a second full bath on the main floor mm-hmm. and a hot tub in the basement. That does not work. That's a reading nook. It's a reading nook with, okay, very comfortable seating though. It is. It's very comfortable seating. Um, per the seller, the hot tub does not work anymore. And I'm not sure what needs to be done to make it work, but all the families that we have shown through, I've just reminded them that the hot tub does not work, but it's a great reading space. And it could be, you know, a little bit of a fix if someone's into that pool spa sort of um, activity, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it might be something easy to fix. I just don't know. Right. But yeah, definitely, you know, check it out. Um, definitely check out picture number five. I think that was just kind of like the best one that I've seen out of this group. And what is the picture number five? Okay, picture number five is the, when you first walk in from the front door, you've got the arch into the kitchen, the arch into the dining room, and the arch into the back hallway. Okay. So you got all the arches and you get to see all the brickwork to it. And then with, like I said, the tongue and groove, it's got it at at all the different angles that are actually coming together quite nicely. So it's not the same. It's not all horizontal. Right. Where it it just kind of, it's like molt or kind of, blends into the background, but it has a different styles of movement kind of coming into it to make it feel like there's more 
to the house and you want to go look more. So I definitely like it. Probably my favorite shot. And I enjoy the the texture of it too. So actually being in the space and you know being around it, it it feels warm and inviting. Mm-hmm. And then the backyard, like I said, it's got the built-in sn- sledding hill. Yes. Okay, that's the bonus part too. Is the built-in sledding hill. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is the? <laughs> it does, but the the house has a, a a deck on the main floor and then a balcony on the second floor off the master bedroom. Correct. So. You can look out to the kids going down the sledding hill. Uh, it's uh, the backyard isn't uh, retained by a retaining wall, but a gentle slope. Um, and it's it's a significant elevation. I'd say probably twelve feet or so. It is great for the little for the little ones mm-hmm. and the young at heart who just know better not to go down the sledding hill. But to be able to go do it with a five year old. This is the perfect, perfect sledding hill. And it's in your backyard. Right. And it's in your backyard, which is fully fenced in. So getting a puppy would be perfect yep. because it's all fenced in. And I believe there's a play station, mm-hmm. you know, a swing set with a little bit of a tower overlook and a slide. And I believe that's staying there as well. So this is definitely set up for entertaining. Most definitely. And that's $135,000. That is correct. And again, that's down in Nakusa. Right. Um, so today on our tour, we also went and visited uh, 150 Levine in Port Edwards. Okay. Yeah, it's right next to the school. They're in the center of Port Edwards, uh, Levine and 3rd, if I believe. Uh, Ginger has that listed. So it's one of the listings in our office. Excellent. And it's it's along the same lines of what we've been talking about. So it's, you know, about the hundred years old sort of mark, a wonderful front porch to sit out on. And they actually created an extension off of that. So you get even more front porch than normal. Uh, It's got an attached or excuse me, a detached two-stall garage. Uh, It's a two-story home. So check out those pictures when it comes out. Uh, By the time y'all are listening to this on Sunday, it should be live in the MLS. So check out that one. Um, I think that's one hundred and twenty nine nine. All right, so that's coming up. Excellent. So, what's our next price group that we're going to look at? All right, so our next price group that we are going to take a look at is going to be that one thirty five to two hundred, and there are three homes. Wonderful. Wonderful. I know. And and this is on Wednesday. I know there's going to be an extra one added on Thursday. So again, by the time that people are listening to this. That should be on, on the market. Right. So we're going to have uh, Weeping Willow coming on the market here. and I believe that's 1131 Weeping Willow. I believe so. And that's at 175000 That is correct. With 0.61 of an acre. It's a three-bedroom, bath-and-a-half, ranch-style home in the town of Grand Rapids. It's a classic ranch home that, that's been well-maintained, well-taken care of. They did a small addition off the back of the house to create an extra family room mm-hmm. with a, a fireplace and the built-ins. Uh, it's, it's, it really is fantastic. It is. It's a very well-cared-for home. And I love the, the deck off the back. Um, it's they, that low-maintenance right. decking. And the way they've got it picture-framed, mm-hmm. um, I, I really like that because it's, you know, someone took a little bit more time than just slapping down some boards. So that's great. And it's got some bonus space. So the the yard isn't, or the lot isn't exceptionally deep, but it's very wide along Weeping Willow. Right. And it's got a bonus garage. It's got a bonus garage. It's really a two-stall garage, but there's only a door on one side. So you could, you know, change it up a little bit if you needed to have that extra space. But they always stored... Um, the son's boat in there along with one of their cars during the winter time. So it did fit a boat and another car. And I believe they had like an SUV. So, I mean, it wasn't like a little tiny smart car that fit in there. It it um, wasn't a uh, Spitfire? No, it was not a Spitfire or a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's an ode to some previous buyers that we worked with. Yes. Yep. Because sometimes it's not about what you're looking or, you know, you've got to find a space for that extra vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to have that extra vehicle on property. It may have been handed down from generation to generation, and it's just your turn to have the project. The project. 
you know, it's still still being worked on and you just can't put it in the storage because, well, great grandpa didn't put it in the storage. So it's one of those things. We find you a home for just about everything, including your extra vehicles. So that's definitely something to look at. Um, again, that's being launched on Thursday of this week. So it should be in the MLS or in, yeah, in the MLS live and taking offers yeah. and showings. So let's see, let's refresh. How many homes are between that one thirty-five and 200? Three. Three. And we're going to make it four. We're going to make four. Okay. So above 200. Okay. So from 200 to 275, we're looking at five homes. Okay. So we're kind of looking at that. This is where we're getting into a little bit of homes with acreage. Oh, very good. You know, so if we're looking for something with six acres or 26 acres, we definitely have got that in there for you. So some opportunities there in that price range. Okay. Then above 275, we should have a good handful. There are 15. Did you put a cap on that? I did not put a cap on there. So the last 15, once you get above that 275 price range, um, then it just, it's all the way up. Yeah. So there's definitely some options for everyone's price range here in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're listening and you want us to get more specific, go ahead, give us a call directly. Carrie, what's your phone number? It is 715-323-2577. And textable as well. Very much so. So uh, the pro tip is if you're going to text, definitely include your name. Hi, Carrie, this is Ben, and I'm looking at a property between this price and this price, or I just saw a property at this address, and we can get some information before we give you a response. That way we're well informed of just what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you just want to browse listings in the area, head over to myrapids.com. That'll slide you over to our Codal Banker Seward website. It's really good for listings in the area. And if it's marked contingent, that means there's an offer on it and the uh, offer is just going to start working through some contingencies in that. That is correct. All right. So that's what I got for you for today for the market experience. Ooh. I know. So are we going to be doing our stage styled and blogged? Well, actually, I stumbled onto an article. Okay. Um, as I was perusing the, the interwebs. Oh, can I log out now or do you need my computer more? No, you can log out. Okay. Okay. Because the last time we did this, you had another question and then I had to turn it all back on. So. No, we're moving on. Okay. Okay. So in the market around the country, one of the things I, I subscribe to is the uh, Yahoo Finance. Okay. Okay. Um, today was an article from Bloomberg that's talking about Zillow. Now, Zillow's been having a lot of changes over the past year, especially. Uh, they've become an actual real estate uh, selling firm. Mm-hmm. So an actual real estate broker, brokerage. One of the things that they'd been doing, um, they also established a portion of the company that would go and uh, become what's called an iBuyer. So an iBuyer is kind of an internet-based purchaser. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they'll look at listings as they come through and essentially buy them sight unseen okay. or, or potentially work with a local person in that area. Uh, we see this iBuyer, um, not just from Zillow, but other large-scale companies wanting to get in and maybe seek investment properties or quick fix and flips. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, it's also in the more major metropolitan areas and suburbs of that. So we haven't seen that really too much here in Wisconsin Rapids. No, not yet. Um, Occasionally we do see the, uh, you know, military, someone who's leaving the military, they're moving back to, you know, Wisconsin Rapids. We'll see some of that of buying stuff sight unseen, but it's very few far in between. Right. And usually that's driven by the individual that's doing the move themselves. Mm -hmm. So this announcement, this article came out uh, this morning, I believe, on Wednesday. Um, Bloomberg is saying that Zillow Group Incorporated is taking a break from buying U.S. homes after the online real estate giant's pivot into the tech-powered house flipping hits a snag. It goes on to spell out that uh, in the second quarter of 2021, 
Zillow acquired more than 3,800 homes in the U.S. Oh, wow. That's a lot of houses. It is. Multiple markets. Like I said, this is spread out across the country. Um, but they're looking to stop those new purchases for the remainder of the year because it's working through a backlog of properties in a, already in its pipeline. Now, these backlogs include things like getting title companies to do expedient closings, okay. which, you know, we've seen a little bit. Uh, when the market, the past couple years especially, it just not only new purchases that we deal with a lot, but also refinances. Mm-hmm. And they both take a need for title companies to work through, um, you know, making sure that the title is clear, there's, there's no liens on the properties, and you're actually purchasing it from uh, someone who has the rights to sell it. So this is interesting. Um, even the big companies are uh, taxed with the same hurdles that everybody else is. Um, I know there is a little bit of angst in the general U.S. market uh, about this. You know, people or these super companies with really, really deep pockets coming in and, you know, trying to push out local buyers. Well, it, it seems um, they're facing the same problems that everybody is. Now, it goes on to say the other part that's really causing the backlog in the fix and flip portion of um, the Zillow's investment strategy and just like all their competition as well the the big hedge fund buyers and stuff like that is the same thing that's um keeping everybody else from fixing or flipping their house and that's availability of product now we were just over at the home depot and uh here locally in in rapids and we noticed prices are pretty reasonable they are um we were able to find stock on shelves of some things that we were looking for, like we're looking to replace uh, light in one of the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of op- options for that, right? There are plenty of options. It's just a matter of what do you really want. That's the problem. Okay, that's my problem. Right. Um, there wasn't as many options as there used to be, for sure. Mm-hmm. And especially if someone's trying to stay in a certain style, you know, you might not find it. Yeah, so I found this, this quite interesting that, you know, these big companies, you know, Zillow is and the iBuying community with big pockets still can't get around the same problems that we have. Which is kind of nice to hear that they're, they're having some of the same thing, same problems. Right. Um, but it's in the same breath, it's also kind of nice that we have a chance to get these iBuyers in and actually purchasing homes so that they can flip it and increase the quality of homes in certain areas. You know, and and then bring it back to market for a little bit higher price because mm-hmm. that's going to cause a direct appreciation for everyone else's home value. Right. You know that that pushes up equity in in everyone in that neighborhood. So there's pros and cons to the i buyer. Um, <laughs> it's it's just kind of funny. The big mammoth machine kind of gets mired in the mud, the same that everybody else does. Right, and it's just it, it's interesting to watch. Definitely. All right. So our stage styled and blocked. Sure. Let, let's look at some ideas to help stage our houses. All right. Uh, this one is going to be bathroom renovation ideas from Ooh. top designers. Okay. Yeah. So the National Association of Realtors puts out this styled, staged, and sold blog. I always miss the, uh, yeah, I mess that up every single time, but at least you, have you it got in, it. I have it in front of me so I can read it. Right, right. Okay. So bathroom renovation ideas. Um, and then that's one thing that we're looking at too, is renovating our bathroom. We got two of them to re- to, uh, change up. I don't want to say remodel. I'm calling it change up. Fluff, make sparkle, polish. I'm not sure what we're trying to do. I know that destruction is going to be involved. We've got a lot of work ahead of us. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's the two biggest portions of everybody's homes that take some expense to flip. Mm-hmm. Also indicates sort of the age of and the condition of the rest of the house. Well, and the nice thing is we can do ours in in a two-phase situation where we have two full baths right now. It's very helpful. So we can change one bathroom and still have access to another bathroom and another shower where if it takes us two months to do, that's fine. But some people are not as, as lucky as us where they have to do it in a weekend. Right. Because that's the time frame that they have. They have no other bathroom. So we're kind of lucky that we're got this option to fix one 
or not really fix, but change. Upgrade. Upgrade. Mm -hmm. While we still have access to the other one. And so it's got to be done in a certain order because we can't do the little one first, then do the big one. We got to do the big one first. Right. And then we have plans for our smaller one as well. Right. Because the smaller one is not going back as a bathroom. It's going to be a half bath and converted into main floor laundry. Correct. Which we were over at the local Sears hometown store recently looking at snowblowers mm-hmm. and then also the appliances. And we'll get to the snowblower in a bit. Okay. okay. So back to the blog. Uh, the blog here writes, and this is a, a blog that's got information from a number of sources. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's preface with bathroom renovations are among the most valuable home improvement projects your clients can undertake. Even a mid-range bathroom model can return up to 57% of the investment and time at resale. According to the National Association of Realtors 2019 Remodeling Impact Report, which I've got a link, I'm going to put that on the social media later. Excellent. Um, realtors also cite remodeling bathrooms as one of the top selling points to home buyers. Interior designers and bathroom renovation experts are here in this blog to offer their best tips and tricks for creating a bathroom oasis. Okay, so that's the first time I've heard a bathroom being an oasis. We always talk about the outdoor oasis mm-hmm. of, you know, we need a nice, comfortable, calm place to be outside. But first time we've ever heard it being the bathroom being considered an oasis. Kind of like the spa. Right. The spa feel. Uh, first tip is go bold with more color. Don't so shy the- away from color and pattern. Well, your bathroom should be an oasis and place of comfort. That doesn't mean you can't explore color, wallpaper, and playful design elements, says Mary Patton from Patton Design in Houston. Okay. So the picture is uh, simple white, but the cabinetry underneath the vanity is painted. Baby blue. Painted blue. And then there's also integrating some wall art as well. Okay. I thought that was a bath towel, but it could, it could be either or, I think, at this point. Could be either or. And in the reflection of the mirror, it looks like the window trim is also that same blue as the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, they use black handles and black accents around. So even on a, a fairly blank white palette. You get that little bit of pop. Right. Blue is always good for bathrooms. I've seen in other research documents. Um, it's calming. It reflects, you know, the water elements. Well, we just watched a little bit on uh, feng, feng Shui. Feng Shui. Feng Shui. And that's what they mentioned was, you know, doing blue to signify water to kind of help bring that balance mm-hmm. in. So it was very nice to learn that. Uh, this next picture kind of illustrates uh, a funky duck wallpaper. Those are swans. Swans. Okay. Because then you can also do swans with the towels. Right. Make it even more. I love the chandelier in the bathroom. Right. Not sure if that would work in our house, but chandelier is a chandelier. And it's over the bathtub. Oh, Okay. And the bathtub is a dedicated bathtub without a shower. Okay. So having a four-piece bathroom mm-hmm. where you've got a separate tub and shower, this, this would kind work. of works well for. Right. So the soaking tub, um, you notice the architecture on the ceiling. We has the crown molding. Crown molding, right. Well, and the window treatments is that I call it the Japanese style curtains. Like a rice paper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's. It's, it's like a self-accordion, yes. but large self-accordion. So it's like three-inch folds to fold up. And there's a name for that. I just don't know what it is. We'll have to come back to that someday. So now this, this other bathroom. Ooh, the Victoria's Secret pink. It's pink. Again, chandelier. This one has high ceilings. So the taller the ceilings, the more you can do with lighting fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it looks like a four-piece bathroom. So white countertop, uh, white porcelain tub, the pink is everywhere else. Yes. Pink ceiling, pink walls, but it's got a nice gray floor to it, like a gray and white flooring. They use subway tiles on the wall, but they're like double long sideway subway tiles Mm -hmm. and they use them in a vertical orientation. So that's interesting. Yes. Uh, let's see here. The next one is add some pizzazz with wallpaper. Wallpaper is coming back, Carrie. It's coming back. Putting wallpaper in the bathroom, um, it you gotta you gotta have a, a taste for it. You it's gotta be just right, or it looks really really 
wrong. Stylized. Yeah. 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 Um, so this next image, again, it's primarily a, a white palette. They used large black tiles on the shower. I'm trying so, to figure out whether or not those are palm trees or feathers. Right. So the wallpaper is mostly a black background with this uh, fern sort of motif, sort of like fern palm leaf. I would just be in there trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I would totally forget why I was in that room. But you wouldn't be on Facebook because, you know. I'd be staring at a wall going, okay, is that a fern or is that a feather? But again, you know, the large print, we had talked about that a couple episodes back of talking about texture and wallpaper was making a comeback of using it for, you know, adding that fabric piece into a room. So it was really nice to see that they stuck with their very large print instead of doing something super small. So this one was submitted by Brittany Furiness, home of one design studio in Miami. She says, one of my favorite ways to make a bold statement in a bathroom is to incorporate fun wall coverings. The secret to making a successful wallpaper statement, though, is keeping everything else very simple. Vanities, mirrors, light fixtures should not be competing for attention. When done right, it can make a great first impression. If it's not done right, you'll you'll know it. But if it's your taste and it's your bathroom, do whatever feels right to you. Exactly. Okay, so this next one is by Mel Bean from Mel Bean Interiors in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They say your vanities are so important, so make the vanity functional. When refreshing your bathroom, the vanity can be a place of organization and function while also playing into the beautiful design of the space. Additionally, swapping out a vanity doesn't have to take too much effort or time. It can make a massive impact. This is something that we do when we do a bathroom. Um, our last one over on 11th Street, Okay. we swapped out the vanity and, mm-hmm. and just the different cabinetry with a, a solid surface sink and countertop completely changed the look. It did. Well, we went from something that was super long to something that was a little bit shorter. So it, we had extra space. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like when you looked at the vanity at the last house, it had not just cut out of the vanity top to fit into the corners of the walls. And then it had the scoop back behind the toilet. Behind the toilet. <laughs> so once we changed it up and we put in something else, there was like space between the toilet and the vanity itself. There was now a little bit more of a reach. You had a little bit more elbow room. So you weren't hitting your elbow. You could no longer take a nap. You just couldn't sit there and just kind of put your head on the vanity and kind of fall asleep. And it was a little bit taller as well. So height above the floor was I think it was like like only like an inch. Right. I mean, overall, the, the height was an extra inch high. But the nice thing is it did have the foot. So, yeah, we had to dust underneath there. The cat could hide underneath the vanity. You know, something dropped and rolled. It was going to be underneath the vanity. But you could clean underneath the vanity. Right. You could clean it, Mm -hmm. which is like some, you know, I think a mental thing of I can clean underneath that now. Right. So it's not that bad. And having a little bit of a smaller vanity then in the space made the space feel bigger. Mm -hmm. So that was quite a treat. Yes. And also it was more of a modern aesthetic. Uh, We swapped out the mirror above it. And just like the picture here in in the blog, having that standalone piece of cabinetry instead of something that looks super built in, you know, it it really makes it feel more modern. Right. I think. Yeah. So change out of vanity. Let's see. The next picture is sort of a symmetrical bathtub in the middle and vanity on either side. This is definitely illustrating a large bathroom. Very large. I think the bathroom might be the size of our living room. But it's nice. It's got the his and her sinks mm-hmm. separated. So, you know, again, lots of elbow room. And on top of it, you have your own space to put your own stuff. Right. Let's see the next one. Again, they got the super funky wallpaper from like the Sahara Desert motif. Okay. Yep. That one's you know, kind of like the Panthers on there. Yep. Or yep, the Cheetahs. Yep. And it's a black background wallpaper with the animal print in a silver white with gold accents. And then the fixtures and the mirror is are bordered by gold but, accents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, the vanity itself happens to be kind of standalone. So I think so. A new new look at the pedestal sink. 
Right. Instead of just one center pedestal, though, this is like a four-legged, almost like a, a table or a, a worktop that they've right. got mm-hmm. a deep sink on top of it. Let's see. The next one is double the shower. Okay. So it says double showers are a must. We often recommend double showers with rain heads or handheld features and multiple faucets to create a truly relaxing experience. Another option is to add a body sprayer, which will be customized to the customer's height so it hits perfectly. A mistake people make in their bathroom is installing their shower heads too far from each other if you've got multiple ones. A good rule of thumb would be to position them roughly one foot away from each other. Another popular addition is technology that allows everything to be controlled from your phone or an iPad on the wall. Submitted by Joseph. He's the principal at N-O-M-I in Dallas. Um, I'm still leery of taking my phone or iPad into the shower. So am I. So that's interesting. Um, See the first picture. Again, a nice elegant bathroom. It looks like they've got a tiled shower with a glass front doors, but the Mm -hmm. tile is um, large format and almost looks like a marble. Yes. Right. Uh, Simple vanity in front. Again, a nice white and gray motif all around. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm really liking the white and gray motif. I To me, it's very calming and very relaxing because no matter what color you put with it, that color just is much more brilliant. And it's it's not a dingy gray. No. But it's not an antiseptic white. It's, it's a mix of the both. Right. Uh, the next picture, I believe it's just from the other angle, and it really shows off that a large tiled shower place. And see, I would think that would just be kind of cold, you know, because it's now twice the size. So you're thinking cold mentally or cold to the touch as far as temperature? I'm thinking temperature. You know, if I got the shower going and there's no shower going on behind me, I mean, it's double the size. I mean, to me, it almost looks like the locker room theory of showers. Mm -hmm. So I'm not something that's not for me. But it's just, okay, so what do you do in the other half? Because you're only going to be in half the shower. But bigger is better. Apparently. 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 That's why you have multiple shower heads. So in this case, it's got a traditional spout, mm-hmm. um, shower head spout. Uh, it's got a hand, <clears throat> hand wand with hose. Right. And then there's also the rain hat up above. Okay. So if you step that, you know, one or two steps farther into that space, that's where your rain head comes down at you. Oh. Okay. And some of these have a uh, switch, like a valve control, so you can switch from one head to the other. Talk to your plumber. They can help you with that design, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Uh, here's another one. It's another four-piece bathroom, a tiled with glass front. Uh, the shower is set sort of in the corner, so it's got the two sides as glass. Okay. And again, the multiple body sprays, so it's got the six body sprays in the wall. Shooting forward. Rain head over the top and a traditional spout shower head. I've never actually been in a shower that has body sprays. Neither have I. So I can't but this, speak this to bathroom that. looks very pretty. Yes. This is a very pretty bathroom. It's almost uh, got like a coffered ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's partially arched and the arch has a nice blue stained glass and the ceiling is painted dark blue as well with uh, white crown molding around it. Uh, the walls are, again, tiled, uh, smaller, like four by four square tiles. And it's almost like a marble mosaic as well. I was going to say it looks very marbled. Mm-hmm. The floor is large format tile, um, almost marble, but it's it's probably a ceramic that's very flat and is a matte finish. Very small grout lines. So that's really, really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and standalone tub. It's not a clawfoot tub, but it's a standalone soaking tub. I really like that they added more color with the vanity cabinet. So that's what, probably like a, a hickory or mahogany? I was thinking cherry. Cherry. Yeah, it's it's a, a, a darker stained color, but very vibrant. Yep. I wouldn't have pictured that in this type of space. I would have figured they would have used a painted cabinet, that same blue as what's on the ceiling. I think it would be a little too much. But this works. But if you're looking at the feng shui, you need to have some of that wood in order to create the proper energy. 
Got your blue for your water, mm-hmm. your browns for your natural. For, for your um, earth. Earth. Um, they've got a sparkly chandelier above the soaking tub. So you got your fire. Yep. Not sure what you're going to do for wind. I don't know. They really didn't touch on that. No. Nope. But it's a lot of the earth elements, the, you know, the grounding and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is interesting. So spend money in your bathroom. <clears throat> you don't have to spend a lot of time in your bathroom, but when you do, you can make it a spa oasis. Well, we kind of look at the home that we sold down in Nakusa, where the master bath was pretty much all shiplap. Mm-hmm. They did a really nice job. It was an average size bathroom, but everybody walking through, they're like, we like how they did the shiplap that matched the vanity. We don't care that it's smaller than the main bathroom. This is just a cool bathroom because they had the barn doors and everything. And I mean, it was done extremely nice. And that's what sold the house was the master bathroom. Everything else was just kind of like, okay, so what if it had two family rooms and two fireplaces and a super large kitchen? We really like the bathroom. Right. Okay. So yeah, bathrooms and kitchens tend to sell houses. Mm -hmm. Um, We find also like, the outdoor spaces yes as well so the more relaxing and comforting you can make your house i think it really pays off uh we also find that spending money in certain areas like the bedroom itself you know you don't have to spend a lot of money to switch it up to what you would like as far as color and the carpeting or flooring whatever that happens to be so a lot of times we coach sellers to if it's in good condition, just leave it. Um, if it's really vibrant and uh, distracting from the rest of the house, we'll suggest to paint it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, let the new owner change it to what they want to because that's probably going to be what happens anyway. Very true. But it tends to be more difficult for a buyer that just paid a whole lot of money for their investment to come in and say, yeah, the bathroom's nice and it's updated and it's really great and stuff, but we're just going to change it. You know, why would you spend those thousands of dollars on a house that you just bought? Right. So getting it ready for that is, is a good idea. Um, e- even our, our last house, when we sold it, we did the bathroom renovation right before it. Like the week before we listed it, <laughs> we put in the new bathroom. <laughs> right. Um, and I really think that added a significant value to that to that the house, house. Um, because otherwise the house really wasn't all that awe-inspiring. You know, it was in the town on a quarter acre. You know, our outdoor space was was really nice. Mm-hmm. But you had to go through the breezeway through the garage to get to it. Right. Um, but the location was good. It was a half mile from the schools, yeah. half a mile to food, half a mile to entertainment. So I mean, the location was perfect. But then adding the bathroom update. I think that also helped people kind of look over the age of the kitchen or the size of the kitchen, Mm -hmm. you know, or uh, we had hardwoods throughout. So that helped. Yes, it did. But it's just those little things that keep adding on and keep increasing the value to a buyer. Well, now we always look at it as, you know, each year, you know, do, do some sort of improvement each year. It doesn't have to be a big one, can be something small and, and simple. You know, we went through our first year, we repainted, you know, flooring. So we got the garage floor, the outside space flooring done. We added a fire pit to the area or to the house. It didn't have one previously. I mean, that small little bit. And the nice thing is our fire pit area was everything repurposed from the line, from the land. Yeah. We really didn't spend a lot of money to, to build that. Right. At, at most we bought the fire ring. Right. And then the brick to go around it. But the rock was already here. We just had to move it from point A to the fire pit. So it just took time just to kind of gather up the rock and move it, but it has worked out quite well. I'm excited for this winter yes, to be able to be outside and use the fire pit outside just to kind of experience the fire pit in the winter. What else about the winter are you excited about? I'm excited about my new snowblower. <laughs> new snowblower is on its way. Because it, winter is coming. This yes. is the time of the year that we we are going to be saying on this on this podcast a lot that winter is coming. Right. You know, we'll we'll do it when it's 90 degrees outside and going winter is coming. But we know this. We're Wisconsinites. We know it comes. We have to get through it in order to get back to spring and summer. So bring it on. Let's get through it. Move on. 
but this year we we got a new snowblower, so that way we can move the snow a little bit quicker. And the features of these new snowblowers that are out today are, are phenomenal. They are fantastic. They really are. Um, everything seems to be very user centric. Um, I'm coming from using a vintage 1978 Aaron Snowthrow, which, you know, it's a family heirloom. I have attachment to it. And it weighs 75 million pounds. It does. Um, sometimes that weight is helpful to, you know, use gravity to our advantage, but sometimes it's just a whole lot of muscle to move it around. Right. So we went around the area. We looked at Home Depot at, at the Toro and the Cub Cadets. Um, we, we found the Cubs were a little bit big. Uh, Toro was a good size for you. Correct. Um, but then we shopped around because there's a couple other places where we could get snowblowers. Yep. We went over to Ace. Right. Kind of check them out. Love shopping at Ace. Yes, good, you do. Good hometown family. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of options, uh, Toro and Aaron's. And I am an Aaron's fan. You are. But I don't think an Aaron's fit our need at that price point for the options that we could get. Mm-hmm. Um, they were pretty easy to handle and and different properties call for a different size of machine too well and we also had to look at user right so getting something that you can handle would be very easy to do but for me to step in if you are away on vacation and i need to snow blow the yard guess what i'm not going to be able to use that piece of equipment because it's going to be too heavy and too bulky mm-hmm. for me to use so it's kind of pointless to buy something that I don't want to say the weakest member of your family has to be able to use, but you almost have to base those decisions on that theory of, well, what if mom has to go do it? Or what if, you know, the teenage son or daughter need to go out and do it? Are they going to be able to handle this piece of machinery? Is that going to be a too dangerous of a situation? Or do we go with something smaller so it's going to be safest for the youngest person to use? And then we can send the smaller people out to do the chores. Right. It's like, haha, we've given you a purpose-built tool that anyone can handle. That is safe, that is comfortable, that you are going to be very, you can handle this. Right. Um, and we, we found options with both Toro and Aaron's that, mm-hmm. that would fit. Uh, there's some other things, that, yeah, accessories like hand warmers, if that's important to you. Um, or are you just going to use bigger mittens? Probably right. going to have to go get bigger mittens or different mittens. You know, I think that's going to be our next step is the outdoor gear. Ooh, we should almost go up to Alaska and, and get some purpose-filled gear and just, you know, buy a second suitcase and ship it back. I almost was very tempted while we were there to have you stop at one of their outdoor stop places to uh-huh. go get snow pants that I know is going to be warm because they're from Alaska. <laughs> right? They know how to work it up there. They know they do. They know how to work it. Um, but I just think even going to Cabela's or... REI, um, yeah. Gander Mountain, Gander Mountain outdoors, something like that. There is. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to run over to Fleet Farm. Yeah. Fleet Farm, Tractor Supply, you know, a little bit more local, might mm-hmm. might have some good options. I'm thinking even a Carhartt, oh, yeah. you know, pair of bibs would work for me. So it's just mm-hmm. a matter of finding the appropriate clothing now to go and do it. But we managed to find one. Where did we go to get, who, we, who won? We swung over to the Sears Hometown Store. Mm-hmm. Um, they were... A little bit less on price for what you're going to get. Um, so we got a, a, a good deal on on the Husqvarna. And we got kind of the middle of the road. They've got the Briggs & Stratton brand and they've got the Husqvarna brands as well. Um, I, I know the intake for the snow machine isn't probably as robust as some of the other brands just by, you know, the rolled metal and the stamping and whatever. Um, but it's got a good warranty program on it. We've got a lot of the, a lot of other Husqvarna products, um, and it's it's it was about the size that I think you could handle. Right. Course, it didn't seem like it was going to be too heavy mm-hmm. to move, and I really like the power steering. So it's a power turn steering. So it's not right. just forward or backward power steering, but I have power steering to turn left or right. Yeah. So it's no longer trying to you know spin one wheel. Nope, this sucker is going to turn for me. So I'm really kind of looking forward to that. So you'll have to check out the Facebook page when it comes to the house. We'll give a tour of the new snowblower. See, and and part of this, oh, and it also, it doesn't have the hand warmers, but it does have a light. Right. So we had, a, we had to swap. We had to do what's more important to be able to see or keep my hands warm. 
And then we went with scene. Do you want to spend the extra three or $400 to get both? You know, it's it, 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 pros and cons. Right. Um, so we're going to get you different mittens. Yep. Diff- different mittens. And um, I also noticed the location of the light is an important thing. Okay. So some of the snowblowers have it mounted up near the handles, um, closer to the operator. And this Husqvarna has it mounted almost near the chute. So it's going to be um, not illuminating all the white powder that gets thrown up near the operator. It's going to be farther ahead. So it's probably going to illuminate more of the where you're going. Okay, but the snow should not be thrown up near the operator. Well, it's windy in Wisconsin in the wintertime. All right. So the blizzards are coming. Fun things to look forward to because winter is coming. (laughs) So we are excited for it. Yeah. So um, I guess we're going to, we'll probably be talking about, you know, outdoor gear. I mean, this can be very similar yeah. to, you know, going outside and you got to work on, on the house or change things up or part of home care is also what do you wear while doing study said projects. And I really think uh, part of the preparation is financial. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you, it's overwhelming to get into a new house and I have to buy all this stuff all at once. Well, maybe not. So if you budget, save up some money and each year spend, you know, whatever, a a thousand or $2,000 on a particular area of the house, you know, um, or part of the bathroom at a time, part of the kitchen at a time, maybe some yard tools here and then skip a season. So next year you can buy different yard tools to fill a need. Right. So you don't have to spend $30,000 on everything at once just to fix up or have the, you know, different yard equipment. You know, the push mower, if you're going from a quarter of an acre to a full acre, push mower still works. It's still mm-hmm. going to get done. You're just going to be spending a lot more time mowing the lawn. You know, do that for a while. So that way you can save up to go get that riding lawnmower. You don't have to do it the very next week. Right. But if you can, go for it. That's and, right. And shop local. Well, and one of those things too is with the supply, if you do find it, Make sure you're ready to purchase it because yeah. if you're going to wait two weeks or three weeks, you may not, it may not be in the store anymore. They may not get, be able to get that supply until next year. And wait for end of season deals. Yes, if you can. So that's about it for our show this week. You can catch us on the internet at this, you know, usual social media places and also head over to myrapids.com for local inventory. What's your phone number again, Carrie? It is 715 323 2577. All right, you guys have a great Central Wisconsin day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.